Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Rindo. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, everybody. Do the show, bitch. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. We're your uh, your local psychiatrists who are also uh, a little bit in need of some therapy. I, I, I woke up at 2.30 this morning. I could not go back to sleep because I made the terrible mistake of opening my phone and uh, reading quotes last night. And it just... From last night, I should say, but uh, yeah, we will get into all of that. And in, that in, is just unbelievable. I can't even function. I can't wrap my head around what I read uh, last night. <clears throat> but we're here today. Is uh, National Situ- National Situational Awareness Day, which is the most ironic uh, day of all because of the team that we read love, the room, that we guys. love and cover. Yes, read correct. the effing. Room. We are Ben and Woods. I am Woods. That is Paul Rindel, executive producer, imaging director here for 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, Paulie. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning to you. To my left is Benjamin uh, Higgins. He's your friendly neighborhood sports anchor. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning, Woods. How are I didn't you? realize you needed situational awareness to pick up your kids at school. Did you see my tweet I yesterday? I did, yes. Uh, here at Pick Up a Cool 40 Minutes Early to Appease the... Very short male Karen who absolutely lost his s about where I parked on Friday. What is, what's this all about? You didn't tell us about this yesterday. 
Yeah, well, I mean, so I wanted to fr- see how it Friday, played out yesterday. You had an incident <laughs> on Friday at school. Yeah, I did. Pick up. Pick up incident. Any parents out there, you realize, and I got a lot of support uh, in there from parents that go, oh, yeah, it's the picking up of your child at, at school is one of the worst parts of parenthood. I was thinking about it the other day. There's a few things about parenthood. I think we've talked about it before, some of the mundane things. Cutting food for me is probably number one. I will change a blowout diaper. I will do almost anything. Cutting the kids' food, it infuriates me. I don't know why. I don't want them to choke and die at breakfast, but I don't. It's the, what'd you get? A waffle? Okay, great. Now you cut it up in a thousand pieces. That makes me nuts. Um, but pickup is slowly getting to be a real challenge uh, for me. So I, I Bo's at a, a new school, and uh, I, the rules were a little bit murky on on how the pickup scene worked. Because there's a pickup line? There used so to be a pickup line when I would get the kids. There's actually a couple. Okay. There's one that you can pull up and park, and then there's one that you wait in and kind of go through slowly as their kid jumps in their car and they go. It takes a while, but that's fine. I've got a while. So Friday, I roll down to school to pick up Bo, and uh, I'm I'm an early bird. I usually am pretty early. The line was a little bit long, the pickup line. So I, I went around to the other side, and there's like there was a curb. A long curb uh, flanked on either side by a driveway. So I just parked right on the curb, kind of got my wheels up on the curb, just kind of stay out of the way. And uh, I parked the car. My son's five years old. To get to my car, he'd have to walk out of the gates, look around, walk across the street to come get my car. It's not happening, bro. Call me a helicopter, Dad. That's me. Like, I'm going to make sure that kid, when he walks out of school, his old man's there waiting for him. It's... Life is hard enough, right? Like, give the kid a little peace of mind. He's already nervous the whole bit. Get out of my car. Go get Bo. We walk back. We get in. And I'm getting absolutely eyeballed by some dude. And he's looking at me. And I just kind of look at him and walk away. And as we are, as I'm loading Bo in the car, dude gets out of his car. And he's parked in front of me. Turns and (laughs) stares at me. And I stop, I gave him like the what's up, <laughs> like what are we doing, you know? And so I get Bo loaded in the car, we leave. I drive slowly by him and kind of stare at him back, like what's the problem? Do I a booger or something? Like what's going on? What are we looking at here? Sauce on my shirt. So we pull up to a light. Dude comes up next to me at the light with his window down. Oh my god! And I roll my window down. I go, how we doing? <laughs> He's like, hey, it's a real bummer that you blocked everyone in. And I go, what are you talking about? And he said, yeah, it's just, it's lame that you parked there. And I go, I, I go, there was plenty of room for everyone to get around me. And there was, I didn't block anyone. It's not like I double parked. And I go, hey, man, we're new. I don't really know the rules yet. He goes, well, I've been here six years. <laughs> I'm like, well, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations to you. It's very short, five foot nothing. Didn't and you say he was parked in front of you, though? He was parked though? in front of me. So he was, well, wasn't he blocking as much as you were blocking? That's what though. I thought. But I guess because he thought he stayed in, in because he stayed in his car, that was okay. So, update to the story. So I go yesterday. And I'll be honest. I wanted to see him yesterday. I did. I wanted to see him and thank him for being everybody's hall monitor. <laughs> and I, I pulled. I was the first one at the school. I was 40 minutes early. So I parked in the, the front of the line to where I could actually park and get out. And I saw the uh, the, the parking 
attendant lady that works there, like the the real the real monitor, the real parking boss, the duly authorized representative the, the of vest, the school, the whole with the thing. actual vest. Yeah, yeah, not okay. not your amateur, you know, jun- not your junior parking enforcer that this guy was. The very very tiny guy, uh, and bald too. And I mm. I walked up to her tough and I said, "It's very tough." I mean, I'd be pissed off too. <laughs> like I, you know what? I get it, bro. You're a grown man. You wear size six shoes. I mean, that's I'm I'm I'd be livid too if I had a size six. Uh, so I go up to the to Brenda, Miss Brenda, Miss Brenda. How you doing, Steve Woods? My son Bo goes here. I said, just want to confirm with you, I'm okay right there to get out of my car and leave it. Right? She goes, Oh yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. She goes, Why do you ask? I said, Well, I had a little bit of an incident on Friday, <laughs> and I walked her through the whole thing, and she goes, Wait a minute, where was he? I go, he's right, right there, parked right there in his car. And she goes, oh, yeah, he's not supposed to be there either. There's no parking along that street at all. So, yes, you were in the wrong. He was in the wrong, too. And I go, well, uh, I grabbed Bo, got Bo in the car. I might have made a couple laps looking for him to let him know he was also in the wrong. Didn't see him. He was not there yesterday. Uh, so I, I was – but I was pretty fired up about it. Like – I'm not a guy that's like, hey, I'm going to double park because the rules don't apply to me, and I'm just going to run and get my kid. It's not that at all. Like, I legit didn't want him feeling scared or walking across the street, whatever. Maybe mind your own business, and maybe don't follow people to a light to berate them for the things that they don't know, especially when you, yourself, have now broken the rules. I do remember that pickup is a surprisingly stressful and difficult part of you know raising your children it's when it be, comes to school. It's got to be even more difficult when you can't see over the steering wheel. <laughs> I would imagine if you have to sit on a phone book, it's probably really tough for you. Really not tough. Comfortable. Yeah, you're not comfortable. Your booster makes your butt all itchy. I, mean, I don't know. To be like near the front of the line, I always remembered you had to be like at least half an hour. You could be early. like in pain, like strained his neck. Could. Trying to look, look over, over the, the steering, steering wheel. wheel. Yeah, I, I'd sometimes actually use that to take a nap when I would you know, get there so early that I could just fall asleep in the car oh, yeah. while I waited. But if you got there later and then you were kind of, you were so far back, you were like out of the school or, I mean, different school, but you'd be like out of the parking lot. Oh, yeah. Then your kids didn't see you. Didn't and you're see like, you. Okay, they're looking around for you. You don't want them to stress out because you they can't find you. You see them. And people, you know, yeah. I saw somebody yesterday like, hey, uh, you know, why, why can't he just ride his bike to school? I'm like, well, he's five, number one. All right, he's five years old. It ain't 1971 anymore either. All right. There's more dudes in vans. There's more things to be concerned about. I would imagine. I guess. At least we hear about. It. I'm more. We're more hyper aware to things that can go wrong when your kid is ambling alone on his way to school at five years old. That's not going to happen. Having that kid to school when he's 16 or picking him up at least when he's 16. Like nobody's getting their hands on my kid, dude. So, you know, something I'm hyper aware of. I want him to be safe. I want him to know that he's safe. Uh, but yeah, man, I was. Hannah goes to me on Friday. She goes, look. She goes, you need to go up to him Monday and extend your hand and just say, it's the good example. I was like, mm, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll, if I see him, I'll definitely, I'll definitely do it. I was, I was pretty hot, though. My ears are burning now talking about it, mostly because he's so short. But I think uh, it, was the, it was just like the whole thing of, of don't I, – like, I got, like I, I got it. If I'm breaking a rule, let somebody, let somebody tell me I'm breaking a rule. But you better not be breaking a rule also. Well, yeah, you've got to go with the, um, you know, reach out your hand and go, 
I'm sorry. I talk. I talked to the parking monitor. I was wrong. Uh, I guess no one's supposed to park there, whether or not you're in your car or, or not. So yeah. I was definitely my fault. in the wrong on Friday, and let him reach the conclusion that he was also you know in the, the wrong. O- the other cool thing that you could do is you could say, "Hey, bro," and I'll go, "Hey," and he say, "Hey, just real quick." Um, I don't know if you guys are new here. They really bang you if you stay over here. We're not. You're not supposed to park over here. I'd be like, "Oh crap, dude, my bad." No problem. Like, hey, what do you what do you recommend? <laughs> I mean, there's a good, there's a nice way to do things, and then there's an aggressive way to do things. I prefer the nice way to do things myself, but um, not everybody is like that. You know, some people are tall, some people are short, so it happens. Um, some people wear size twelve shoes, some people wear size six. You realize that we probably do have some height challenged listeners. Right. Who I like them. They're not, I like those like guys. This. Probably being kind of cruel at the moment. I like those guys. All right, good. Yeah. It's amazing. I just got run off the road last night myself. I don't think it was on. I'm not sure if it was on purpose, but I was on my way home and just stopped at a stoplight with a car, a truck to the left of me, and I'm on the right lane. And we were there for like, I don't know, 15, 10, 15 seconds before the light turned green. As soon as we both started pulling forward, he just swerved right toward me as though it was demolition derby and he was trying to take you off. just take me out and i i don't know how he didn't hit me i like swerved to the right slammed on my you know horn like oh what God. are you what are you doing he didn't see i was you. right here i guess he just never saw me and was ready to get over the lane really really quickly he then like accelerates and takes off cuz he doesn't want the the my he doesn't want my fire and you know how you know how mad i'm going to be so he's like gone and I'm hitting my horn and it's midnight and strangely enough, ugh. yeah, the window was down when he peeled out and he said, "Why don't you take that run differential and stick it up your ass, Ben? How about that?" If you Higgins, yeah, just incredible, man, just just incredible. So yeah, anyway, um, it was it was it's been quite a scene. This this parental thing. Also, I found out uh, yesterday. My wife has uh, she swears she didn't, but she did. She has. Uh, she signed me up to be the head football coach for Bo's flag football team. When I tell you guys, are you ready for the football? Stephen Woods, big football guy. I know less than nothing. I know how to coach, but I know less than nothing about coaching football. Maybe I'll ask Braden for some pointers. I have no. This is flag football. She said to. Uh, she said the other day, she said, oh, I talked to Danny, and she said she wants to be an assistant coach uh, for Wesley's flag football team. I said, oh, it sounds fantastic. And she says, um, okay, yeah, she may want you to help. I go, I can't, I, I, I don't, I don't want to do any more. I've I'm, I'm, got t-ball, we got fall ball, we got all this. And I said, I, it's too much. And I go, I don't know anything about coaching football. you got to know what you don't know. It's, you don't going to ask me to coach hockey. I have no idea. Like, I watch football, I like football, I know how to throw, I know how to catch, I know what a route is, I know what an in is, an out, a button hook, you know, a, a, a draw play. I know these things, but I have no idea how to coach up five-year-olds about playing flag football. I didn't even know five-year-olds played flag <laughs> yeah, they football. they played flag football. So I run into her yesterday, she goes, oh my God, there he is, the head coach. <laughs> and I go, no, I can't do it. She said, no, no you're in, you no. have to. It's, it's happening, you have to do it. I said, but I don't want to be the head coach of football. <laughs> so now I got, I got T-ball, I got flag football. The T-ball would I love. Flag football. I'm going to be a wreck. We're going to get blown out 42 to nothing every game. We're, I need. We're going to get schooled. I just need to hear Woods' pregame speeches now. You know, this other team 
They're in it for the clicks. Yeah. We're in it for We're the wins. We're not playing this game in Hollywood. This game ain't played in Hollywood. <laughs> Do you understand? We're playing in Encinitas. Yeah. <laughs> We're playing here in Encinitas. It's going to be... And I, you don't your helmet! Right? Every moment! The Cinderella story is over, It's man. over. It's over. Right? They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. That's right. There's a difference. Right? There's a difference. Right? This game ain't going to be played in Hollywood. It's going to be played on the grass. That's right. Right? It's going to be played on the grass. We're yeah. going to speak with our flags. Rafa just said, <laughs> just started coaching flag two. It's pretty hard. Fantastic, dude. Just fantastic. I, I remember the one spring season I played football. I got a playbook, and I go, what the hell is this? What is, th- what is this? Am I an X or am what, I an yeah, O? What am I? They're like, uh, you're slow, and you're not that athletic. We'll put you at safety. And I was like... Safety, our running back was a guy named Charles Teasley, rest in peace. He was like Paulie's size in 10th grade. Paulie's size, 6'5", just a truck. And I remember the first practice, he like broke through the line. I was like, I broke down oh and tackled him, oh just swung and missed for his legs. I was like, this is stupid. I hate this. So now i got to go out and coach. I have no idea what I'm doing. None. It should be a fun ride, though. Uh, if anybody out there uh, is doing that and has any tips for me, I will take your tips. I would say West Coast offense is probably the, West the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about a triple option, perhaps. <laughs> I'm so I'm so nervous about it, dude. I'm like, why do you do this to me? I don't sign her up for stuff that she's not comfortable doing. She doesn't do a lot that she's not comfortable doing. All right, uh, we actually do have some stuff to get into. Padres fans, I'm sure you saw the quotes last night after the game from Josh Hader. What Uh, are we doing? What is happening? And from Bob Melvin, the testy Bob Melvin, who clearly, clearly had something on his mind that he kind (laughs) of wanted to get off his chest, but also is, uh, is too classy necessarily to throw one of his own players under the bus. Yeah, let me ask you. I saw one. I saw somebody say, oh, what about everybody's favorite manager that just threw his players under the bus? Did he, in fact, throw him under the bus, but not by name, obviously, but did he, in fact, throw him under the bus? I feel like he threw himself under the bus with his quotes after the game. If you haven't heard these, we'll get to uh, get to them. They're, they're pretty shocking, to say the least. They are. Uh, after the show yesterday, a piece, uh, not that we didn't know this already, but... A little more specifics on Padres' payroll for next season and how it's going to be coming down from its lofty perch in the top three of Major League Baseball. We will, of course, talk about that. And just because I know you like to be infuriated, don't do it. Early in the morning, do not do it. A lot of uh, little conjecture yesterday. The Padres have not been mathematically eliminated. <laughs> I, hate, I hate you. You know, I wish that guy ran you off the road yesterday. The playoff chase. I wish he did. It's just it's a technical. What's fact. the run I, differential? Where I are we can't at? I can't change the technical math of it. That there are still a combination of outcomes that could get the Padres to the playoffs with five days left in the season. So we'll get to all of it coming up. We have Jake Mintz from Cespedes Family Barbecue. Uh, a day late, but uh, definitely not a dollar short. He'll be with us at 7.35. Jesse Agler, final in-season appearance for the voice of the Padres. Enjoyed him on television last night with Mud. Uh, he'll be on at 8.35. Should be a good one. Let's get rolling here. It's Tuesday morning. Ben and Woods, Paul Rindle. Check traffic with Kelly Danik and... Here we go on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What a jam. What a throwback. Who's actually performing it is the question. This is a listener guy uh, defeated you yesterday, right? And take on wood. So this is his one hit wonder. Millie Vanilli. What a scandal. What a scandal this was. Back in the day. Um, yeah, they they lip synced this song or they, and somebody else sang it, Ben. The, the fallout of it was so gnarly. One of them actually... Uh, Ended his own life later down the road. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, Rob of, uh, of Millie Vanilli. Now, Just had a, it was in uh, drugs Now, and the alcohol, person but... who sang the song, did they have a problem with it? I don't know I don't how remember it exactly came out. the story, but, I mean, if you're just putting on the best show possible. Right. No, it's not always the person who has the best voice who also has the best moves and look for the band. Maybe it was just a smart marketing strategy. Hey... We'll do better if you sing, but we go out and do the dancing. Was this collaborative, or did they did they like oh. steal something? People were so mad. Oh, they about- were furious. Uh, I'm reading this right now. They were doing a live performance on MTV. As they performed, a hard drive issue caused the recording of the song to jam and skip, repeatedly playing the partial line, Girl, you know it's over and over. <laughs> I knew right there and then it was the beginning and end for Millie. Vanilli, but said one I mean, that happens. It happens all, all the, the time, time now. now. Yeah. Well, you know, artists are, are pre-tracking at least and lip-syncing on their own performances. Ashley Simpson on SNL. Yeah, it, it happens, that. man. It happens now. It's uh, it is it's a sad story though. Sad I mean, did ending. they not have that or is a ready excuse? Oh yeah, you know, our voice was kind of down, so we just yeah, pre- we ran a track. We just ran a track and we're we're That's lip-syncing. That's the easy but... fallback, right? Is yeah, that I... my voice was just <laughs> yeah. That could have been an easy sure. get out of jail free card for Millie Vanilli. Instead, it turned into one of the biggest music scandals of what was that? The late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the definition of uh, of one hit wonder for sure. So um, do you? You don't want to know. You don't care that the Padres aren't eliminated, that there is still one one final path left to the playoffs for them? If they don't care, then I don't that's care. That's a good point. So, they I'm do good. care, though. They don't. Josh Hader really cares. He does not care. 
does not. Maybe he just doesn't know that they're still alive in the playoff race. You know, typically it's one of those things you want to throw first and then ask questions later. That's how I, you know, do your job first and then ask questions. Was that, should I have done that? You know, my job. I, I, I'll say this before we get in the comments. It's, we're going to do it at 635, which is like seven minutes away. I've, I'm tired of hearing comments like this. This is not the first time it's happened. This isn't the first season it's happened. Um, what did you say when I got in this morning? Something like, can we just wake up one time? Yeah, and, just and one morning. Not just, have hey. to wake up to some ridiculous article or absurd comments from the players. You know, and I think he did a, a pretty good job last night of undoing any goodwill that was uh, created for him in San Diego since he's been here. I have not seen anybody pushing to bring him back. I can't believe comments like that were made. In a, like when in a, Sean Mania left yes, and then said, then said yeah, it. you know, I just didn't really work that hard when I was in well, San Diego. This is, this you can't is, cheat this game. It'll humble you. And it's like, that sucked to hear, but at least he wasn't on the team anymore. Still suck to hear. It still, still suck. suck to hear. And it's a, it's a, you know, his comments last year, Josh Hader's comments now, uh, Eric Hosmer's comments when he was here, Will Myers' comments when he was here about taking his foot off the gas. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. You know, I mean, if, if, and, and again, and, and I'm I think getting ahead of most, myself. For the most part, it, it kind of has. has. I mean, the Padres, At all. the Padres have won. Nine of eleven means down, nothing down the stretch. There's no stretch. You know, the well, stretch was gone. But it they means nothing. They, they, I mean, it, most of those guys have not taken their foot off the gas. They're still playing what? and playing out there. You know, Manny's going out there sure. hurt. Tatis is playing every day. Soto is playing every single day. 162. Bogarts is out there every day. I don't want to paint the entire team with Josh Hader's brush from last night. No, because but I will. T- a lot of those guys, I think, are giving effort, and you're actually seeing some results on the field. I will paint the entire organization with that brush, though. This happens every year. Every year. It's happened every year. We've been covering the team together five years. I could probably go back and pull a quote. You know, I think it was Will year one, Manny year two, Haas year three, Manaya yesterday, uh, last year, Hader now. The story, it just, it's over and over and over. I don't know what in their DNA or in this team's DNA that says, come on, you told me stories, Ben, when you used to cover the Padres, and, and, and this was where Fernando Valenzuela came to wrap up his career, and Greg Maddox came to get some, some Tory, Tory Pines tea times and maybe pitch a little bit. You know, guys coming in to say, hey, man, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a million bucks to come down there and play for the Padres and Jack Murphy. That makes sense to me. Guys in the prime of their careers that get massive, they're massively overpaid here, coming in and going, ah, I don't have to work hard. These fans don't deserve it. The city doesn't deserve it. It's trash. It's trash. What a, it's one of the most bonehead comments I've ever seen in my life. We haven't even told you what the comments are in case you missed it. <laughs> Good but tease, we'll tell you, we'll tell you next. Good tease. You'll hear Bob Melvin uh, clearly agitated in the postgame news conference last night. Uh, we'll do a quick wrap-up of the Padres' 2-1 to loss. Blake Snell absolutely locking down the Cy Young Award. I don't think there's any any other choices now in the National League, so congratulations to Blake Snell. We'll get into all of that coming up next in our Padres wrap-up. As always, I'll guess some Ben Woods appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. What happened after uh, many of you were asleep? Coming up next on Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This hour on The Fan is brought to you by Ashley Furniture. Fall is almost here, and at Ashley, seasonal decorating is a breeze. Snuggle up on a sectional or ultra-modern sofa. Gather outside with a new fire pit or conversation set. Ashley has everything you'll need. Shop in store or visit ashley.com today. Maybe a nice uh, recliner for your closer in the eighth inning. Stay comfortable. (laughs) Out of the bullpen. All right, we will get to our Padres wrap-up and uh, last night's post-game drama with Bob Melvin, Josh Hader, and what was said right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. It's a shame if they lose. You can visit Pity City, but you can't live there. Oh, can't you? a great day today. We were more. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Woodsy, live from the crapper again. Did you miss any of the Padres game yesterday? Cancel the parade. That's why you play the games. Oh, God, here we go. It's the Padres wrap-up with Ben and Woods. Slam Diego? More like fail Diego. Presented by Hamul Casino. With thrilling slots and tables and all the best rewards, Hamul Casino has all the fun you're looking for. Hamul Casino, fun above all else. On 97.3 The Fan. I just felt the way that the roster is built, they would have to outscore their opponents to win. Beyond deck circle. Swung on, fly ball, left field. Playable coming in as Luis Matos, the left fielder, still coming on. Dives, can't make the catch. It's going to fall in for a single. Xander Bogarts is going to score. Throw over to second base to try to get Fernando at second, but it's not in time. It's an RBI bloop single for Manny, and the Padres have a 1-0 lead in the first. Runner goes, 3-2 pitch. Swung and a miss, strike three. Got him with the fastball, 97 miles an hour. Fourth strikeout of the evening for Blake Snell. He stands another runner. We've played four. Padres one, Giants nothing. Blake Snell works out of the jam with a punch out. He strands two. They've played six. Blake Snell showing why he is the front runner for the Cy Young Award. Another scoreless inning, another bunch of runners stranded. The 3-2 pitch to Fernando. Chopper, right side. Estrada has it, underhands it to second for one. Back over to first. In time, double play. 
So the Padres threaten, but Logan Webb, the sinker baller, does exactly what he's known to do. Rose rolls the ground ball, draw to Luciano to Davis to get Logan Webb out of the jam here in the eighth. 1-1 pitch, ground ball, inside the bag down the third baseline, and the Giants are going to take the lead as two runs cross on the pinch hit RBI single by Michael Conforto. Azokar goes, the pitch is swung on, ground ball to the right side, this should do it. Tyro Estrada has it over to first base in time, and the Giants win game one of this three-game set by a score of 2-1. to one. Logan Webb with his second complete game of the season. He gets a big hug from his catcher, Patrick Bailey. A gutsy performance by Logan Webb. The Padres see one slip away. They had a 1-0 lead early. The Giants were able to come through with two runs in the eighth, and they walk away with a 2-1 victory over the Padres. Comes down to two at-bats, really. Luciano did a nice job going the other way on Robert, and then Conforto, the same thing, not trying to do too much, shot him the other way. Made him work some, had to throw some pitches, but um, you know the way, way Blake pitched came out of the game, we had our two best guys, and hopefully Hader for the ninth didn't quite get there. No, didn't quite get there, and, no, uh, you know, it's the same story as so many other games. Didn't add on, no runners in scoring position hits. Padres had plenty of chances with runners on base to to turn that into an easy win, but they let uh, the Giants hang around, and they poked a couple of uh, timely hits the other way that turned into a couple of runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. Giants win it 2-1. to one. Both teams technically not eliminated from playoff contention yet, but uh, Blake Snell locks up the Cy Young Award with six shutout innings. I did see a lot of people go, though, would you rather have Logan Webb, though, going the full nine? Maybe not as dominant as Blake Snell, but gets deeper into the game. Pretty damn dominant. Was very uh, was very impressive. And, and by the way, has the fourth best ERA. He's had a very good season. Very I mean, good. It's not like the Padres got shut down by a nobody yesterday. Again, that's, one of the, yep. that's one of the better pitchers in the National League. And uh, they you know hit some balls hard right at people. But what what is new? That's the story of the season for your San Diego Padres. But the story after the game is the one that had everybody talking. And you heard Bob just say... The plan was to hopefully get it to Josh Hader in the ninth, you know, turn over a one nothing lead to Josh Hader. Uh, go back, though, to the seventh. Padres are up one nothing, Two outs. Uh, Austin Slater gets on on an infield single against Tom Cosgrove. So Melvin goes early to Robert Suarez in the seventh to get that final out of the inning, make sure that they preserve a one nothing lead with a better matchup against Tyro Estrada. Suarez comes back out to pitch the eighth and gets uh, the first uh, out, but then a walk, a double, runners at second and third, intentionally walk Jock Peterson, but he gets uh, Bailey to get ground into the fielder's choice to home. So you got two outs, bases loaded, but Suarez has already been out there for a lot of pitches, and they've got the lefty Michael Conforto coming off the bench to pitch hit. You've got, well, the best lefty reliever in baseball sitting in your bullpen. Ideally, you know, waiting for the ninth inning, but wouldn't that be a time to, you know, bring him out in case of emergency. Let's get this out. The game is on the line. We know they've got the bases loaded now. We don't know what the ninth inning looks like, but this is the chance, maybe, to lock down the win in the eighth inning. So why why didn't Bob Melvin go to Josh Hader with two outs and the bases loaded in the eighth inning. Here's what Bob had to say on camera after the game last night. You asked Suarez for four outs. Yeah. Hater could have been that guy against the lefty there. Is that just him going three outs? It's what we're doing right now. Yeah. And 
Why is that? It's because the way we've handled it here. <laughs> is there any discussion with them? Is there any thought? We, we talk to them some, yeah. Oh, God. That would seem to kind of run counter to the... I mean, you, you were saving him earlier in the season for later in the year, and here we are now, and it's obviously yep. yeah. getting very late. Which is the way it happened tonight. Oh, God. Okay, so that's the that's you hear that, and and if you're a, a, a body language expert and you're a, a vocal, or if you're just a normal person <laughs> who not a body language expert, but has heard anyone talk ever, ever, if you've ever heard anyone speak, you're qualified to uh, judge that audio there from Bob Melvin. Was not pleased. Uh, could could really it was swallowing a lot there. Was was choking it down a little bit. So you know. Um, I, I saw. I really only saw one person say, "Oh man, he threw Hater under the bus there." Well, he didn't. He could have said, "Yeah, I wanted Josh to get four outs. He's refused. That's throwing somebody under the bus." Right. And I if, mean, I guess he could have said, "No, we really thought the the righty, the right. tired righty against Conforto, Conforto was the, the better, better matchup. matchup right. and that's on me. You know, that's that's totally a managerial decision right there." I just don't know that anyone would have believed it had he said it, but you well, know that I guess you could have gone a little more in defense of your player. Yes, you could have, but then Josh Hader pretty much sealed the deal uh, after the game. Josh Hader asked his thinking behind not making himself available for four outs. His quote was, "It's the situation that we were at," and then asked to clarify that he said, "Are we in the playoff race?" Well, technically, yes, but it would take a miracle to which he said, you guys want me to do everything. <sighs> Woke up this morning, 2.30. What? Woke up at 2.30. Was groggy, but I, I was like, I got an hour and a half left to sleep. And I looked at my phone like a moron. And, and that's the first thing I saw. And I was like, well, I'm not going back to bed. And I didn't. And I haven't. And I, I've stewed on it and thought about it all morning. I've tried to put myself in Josh Hader's shoes. Um, I I defended Josh Hader because I know I know what happened to him in Milwaukee. We all do. Everyone knows that he was a multi inning whatever you need boss. Give me the ball, I will get you the outs. Whether it's the seventh, eighth, ninth, whether it's the eighth or ninth. When he went to arb arbitration, it is not an easy process for a player. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. That being said. He goes to Arb with Milwaukee, and they just ream him. They ream him. Well, you blew this one, and you did this and that, and he's like, you know what? Fine. You I'll shut s- up late that one day. Yeah, yeah. I'll sign your deal. I'm ninth inning only. Okay, that's my. Those are my rules. These are. This is what I do. I'm ninth inning. Don't ask me for an out in the seventh or eighth. I'm not going multiples. You wanted it. You got it. Okay, fine. I'm the pettiest human alive. I 100 percent can get behind that. You guys have overused me, and now you're gonna. Rake me over the coals. I'm one of the best pitchers in baseball. Fine, I get that. That was years ago. He's here now. Now, I understand he's up for, for free agent at the end of the year. They're not asking him to do anything, Ben, in my opinion at least, that's going to put him in harm's way. They're asking you for four outs. They're not asking you for two innings. They're not asking you to start a game or any, you know, it's something that's way outside of your comfort zone. If they said, hey, we need you to open tomorrow's game, I'd even say, you know what? That's weird. That's weird to me. Yeah, he's probably your best and he can get through the top of their lineup really nicely, but it's weird to me. That's not something he's used to doing, right? So don't let's not get crazy. But asking your closer for four outs when you're still kind of hanging on. Um, and haven't really been eliminated is a tough look. And for him to say, 
you guys want me to do everything. He's barely pitched. I think he's thrown 19 innings in the second half. Is that right? 19, Sounds about 19. right. 19.2 I mean, innings. Know, handful of appearances in the last month. Did have the three innings. days in a row last week sure. and then was shut down for couldn't use him two in another day, big game. Two days after that, even after an off day, they couldn't bring him in the day after that. Um, which, you know, your arm responds how it responds, and if he's unavailable, he's unavailable. But he wasn't unavailable Correct. last night. He was ready for the ninth. He was getting ready for the ninth, but Bob felt or was told that they could not bring him in in the eighth for that extra out. Well, could have been, probably would have been the difference in the game. It's very rare that... Uh, it's as clear-cut as the difference between a win and a loss. And maybe Michael Conforto still would have gotten a hit against Josh Hader, but the odds of it were significantly less on a lefty-lefty matchup with a nasty guy like Hader coming in. So I think you can make a very strong argument that you know you make that move and the Padres win that game instead of losing that game. And while Josh Hader is right, in the long scheme, it's probably not going to get the Padres to the playoffs. Not going to matter. What bothered me the most is that... His rationale, while yeah, to- kind of get it a little bit, what if every player said that right. on your roster? What if every single guy oh. said, we're not in the race? Manny, you know, I, I, don't, I don't need to play anymore. We're not in the race. Soto, we're not in the race. I mean, if every well, player on your roster, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to play games. If you Josh have, Hader was hurt, I'd have no problem with him. Then you put him on the aisle and so you bring someone else in, which is, which is fine. But he's not hurt. And... You know, you have a responsibility as a baseball player. Sign your contract. You play throughout the season if you're healthy. And every once in a while, that requires you, even as a closer, to come in in the eighth inning, maybe to get a four-out save. Or, you know what, if he got the last out in the eighth and he comes back in the ninth and runs into some trouble and, you know, they get up to, you know, 25 pitches and Bob has to take him out for Raker and they lose it that way, I'd feel more comfortable with that than at least you gave it a shot there in the eighth inning, with your best in the in the in the critical situation, but how do the t- how does his teammates feel about that? It, that they're out there trying to win the game. I would absolutely hate that, and it gives it gives a lot of a lot of credibility to a lot of the stuff we've read this year. And there's been more than more than ten occasions this year when we could have used Josh Hader Ben in a big situation that we saved him for the ninth. And who took who got the bus rolled over them all season? Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin has worn more bullets for Josh Hader this season than any manager I've ever seen. I mean, it is yeah. it's incredible. And you you hear those comments. That's clearly how he feels. And but the whole thing was, yeah, I'm not gonna do this in June. I'll be ready to go in you know, September, October. And again, you're not asking this man to do anything other than his job. Other guys are out there, and it's not like he's not getting paid. You know, he's making Making $14 million this year? For $14 million, man, I'm going to try to get an extra out for my team. Also, why would you say that in a, you're in a walk year? And if you're, if you're another team, are you First like, I thought of. bro, yep. it's just a it's just, regardless, That's a huge red flag. Our, our season's in the crapper. Nobody's denying that, right? You're hanging on by a sliver. That being said, why, why would you say that out loud? Our guys say some of the dumbest stuff, and it's not just him. I tweeted this morning. Every year, there's somebody that says something that says, we quit, we quit, and that's okay, because we're in San Diego, and we got a buttload of money. Will Myers got a buttload of money, came out and said, yeah, we kind of took our foot off the gas. Why? Why did you take your foot off the gas? Eric Hosmer, I don't need extra work. My glove's sick, bro. 
Why don't you need extra work? You're terrible at defense. Sean Mania, yeah, I just got lazy. I just didn't want to work. You're in a pennant race. You almost went to the World Series. Three wins Three away. wins away. By the way, buddy, we could have used some starting pitching. No doubt. We could have used you getting your work in and, and, and taking it seriously for the $12 million you made. Why is it okay in San Diego? Why do people get away with that here? Why? It doesn't make any sense. This is not the first time. He's a he's a the latest in a long line of just horrendous, horrendous. Manny has said it. Yeah, we kind of quit at the end of the year. Why? Why did you quit? I don't want to. Um, I don't want to discount what Josh Hader did last season down the stretch when he got hot in September. He helped the Padres a number of times get to the National League Championship Series, and he did. He actually came in for a couple of four outs, if I I remember correctly. But I do have a rule, and and when I'm I'm sitting in this chair and we're talking about whether whether it's a coach's decision or what a player does, or what a general manager does, I always think it probably makes sense from some sort of perspective. As we're going like, no, this doesn't make sense. What are they doing? Well, last year everyone said, why are the Milwaukee Brewers trading Josh Hader? Yeah, they're in a pennant race still. Why would they trade Josh Hader? That doesn't make a lot of sense. If you can't use him. Why well, now in, in hindsight, you see why the Brewers were probably willing to trade Josh Hader, as good as he was, because everyone knows well, I mean, he, he's a he was dominant way, lefty. He was way dug he in was, with them. Yeah, yeah, and he was struggling at the time, but you know, everyone that. knew how good he was. Why would he even be available to the Padres? And now it's taken a while, but I think we all know the answer to that question. Why was he even available at the tough, trade deadline man. last year? It's tough. He's done a lot of good in yeah. this. He's done a lot of good in this in this community. He my, has. My he, problem was not that he didn't come in to pitch a game last night because we're still technically alive. My problem is what win. he said. It's it's the uh, the mentality. It's saying it out loud. That's a problem. I mean, I can't even. If you're Bob Melvin, do you walk? You have to walk around with a notepad before each game, going, "Hey, uh, so good for." Nine pitches tonight. You, how do you feel? Feel like Matt Batten, you're in. Okay, what position would you like to play? I'm okay. I mean, it, it's absurd. You know what you should say. What do you? Whatever you need, but you know, keep my health in mind. Don't you know? Don't kill me here. I'm okay with that. But whatever you need, otherwise, you know, if you need me to come in a little early, I'll give you what I can. That was uh, that was part of it last night for sure. It's organizational, Ben. We'll it get into uh, some more of the big organizational decisions coming up next here on 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.